there uh welcome to today's podcast so today i'm going to be talking about sin right uh, i'm going to be talking about sin and forgive it forgiveness from sin i know a lot of uh people in this day and age you know especially believers in christ do not want to sin and wake up in the morning not with the idea to sin or not with the feeling to sin or the temptation to sin but when the temptation comes or when sin is in front of your face even though in your heart you believe and know that is wrong you still end up doing it and wonder why why is it that i don't know how to not sin when i know that sin is bad why is it that i give into temptation though i know what i'm doing is wrong and not necessary for my edification all right so i'm going to go um turn to romans chapter 7 verse 13 to 25 i'm going to read it out and this is the which version is this i think asv version i'm going to read it out and you will be able to just kind of hear what the problem of sin is you know what the problem of sin is keep in mind this is the bible and this was written hundreds of years ago romans was written by paul the apostle paul who initially was called saul and who um by right was a condemner and persecutor of Christians okay but his life was turned around when god came to him um as a bright light and his life was turned around and he devoted his life to Christ completely and he lived the rest of his life going and sharing god's love and starting churches in different parts of um of the world all right so i'm going to go ahead and read this keep in mind this is from paul's perspective he's writing personally how you know as if he's talking all right okay let's start romans chapter 7 verse 13 to 25 therefore did what is good cause my death absolutely not on the contrary sin in order to be recognized as sin was producing death in me through what is good so that through the commandment sin might become sinful beyond measure all right I want to read that again. On the contrary, sin in order to be recognized as sin was producing death in me through what is good so that through the commandment sin might become sinful beyond measure. Right now, as you can see already on the first part of this um of this verse on this chapter on these on these um here in Romans 7 verse 13 Paul is making a correlation between sin and death all right so i wanted you to keep that in mind as we continue on verse 14 for we know that the law is spiritual all right but i am made out of flesh sold into sin's power for i do not understand what i am doing because i do not practice what i want to do but i do what i hate right and if i do what i do not want to do i agree with the law that it is good all right so now i am no longer the one doing it but it is sin living in me for i know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh for the desire to do what is good is with me but there is no ability to do it 
Therefore, I do not do the good that I want to do, but I practice the evil that I do not want to do. Now, if I do what I do not want, I am no longer the one doing it, but it is the sin that lives in me. This is a repetition that Paul is using here. He is repeating once again that the sin that lives in him is what does what he does not want to do. As we read in a couple in the last couple verses, he knows what he wants to do in his heart. He desires to do what is good, but he has no ability to do it because of the sin that lives in him, that is actively living in him because of the flesh, the flesh that is not good, all right? Now, if let me continue, this is verse 20. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, I do not want, I am no longer the one doing it, but it's the sin that lives in me. So I discover this principle here. This is the part where, you know, Paul is making a conclusion as to what the problem of sin is in us. When I want to do good, evil is with me. For my inner self, I joyfully agree with God's law. But I see a different law in the parts of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and taking me prisoner to the law of sin in the parts of my body. All right? What a wretched man I am. Here we see Paul saying that inside of him, in his inner self, all right, in his inner self right in his inner man he joyfully agrees with god's law and as you know god's law is good god's law is a good law doing good things right but then he comes through and he says that that law god's law which is the things to do good wage war with the different parts of his body which which are made up of his flesh which is imperfect they wage war so the law of the mind and the law of god wages war in his body taking him prisoner to the law of sin in parts of his body who will rescue me from this body of death i thank god through jesus christ our lord so then with my mind i myself am a slave to the law of god but with my flesh to the law of sin all right so as you can see now we've read the whole we've read the whole part of chapter 7 from verse 13 all the way to verse 25 and we can see it ended on a positive note with Paul thanking God with Paul thanking God through Jesus Christ our Lord that his mind that with his mind he is a slave to the law of god but with flesh to the law of sin all right so we move on to chapter eight and this is now where you know the beauty of this comes out right the beauty that the problem is sin all right the problem is sin but there is a life-giving spirit that jesus christ left with us when he died on the cross for our sins that jesus christ left with us that gives us life all right now this is when i want you to remember the correlation that that paul made at the beginning between sin and life all right sin and life he said that sin lives in me right sin lives in me okay so now we're gonna come on we're gonna say we're gonna read chapter 8 verse 1 
2.11. Therefore, no condemnation now exists for those in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Because the Spirit's law of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. Have you heard that? Because the Spirit's law of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. I want you to see this clearly. Here, Paul states that Christ Jesus has set me and you free from the law of sin and of death as you know jesus christ came he was born as um on as a, as a baby and he grew up and um he died he was crucified and he rose again three days later we remember that death and resurrection as a as a testament to say that Jesus Christ beat death and because as we read in John 3:16 for God so loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall have everlasting life all right Jesus Christ's death beat death because he resurrected 3 days and that means that therefore no death no death is upon us that we have everlasting life when we believe in Jesus Christ all right so if Jesus Christ came and beat death then he also beat the law of sin right let's continue verse 3 what the law could not do since it was limited by the flesh God did right the law could not beat death the law could not remove sin but God beat death God resurrected and God did not sin He condemned sin in the flesh by sending his own son in flesh like like ours under sin's domain and as a sin offering in order that the law's requirement would be accomplished in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to to the spirit. Praise the Lord. For those whose lives are according to the flesh think about the things of the flesh but those whose lives are according to the spirit about the things of the spirit for the mindset of the flesh is death but the mindset of the spirit is life and peace hallelujah now i want you to remember at the very beginning we made a correlation between life and sin right Um, i'm going to read it says on the contrary, sin in order to be recognized as sin was producing death in me through what is good. Alright? So there was a correlation between sin and death, right? Sin and the stopping of life. But here in chapter, in verse 6, they say, For the mindset of flesh is death, right? But the mindset of the spirit is life and peace. So we are given life and peace in exchange for sin and death. For the mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit itself to God's law. For it is unable to do so. Those whose lives are in the flesh are unable to please God. You, however, are not in the flesh but in the spirit. Since the spirit of God lives in you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Now if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. 
And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also bring your mortal bodies to life through his spirit who lives in you. Praise the Lord. This is just so beautiful. This Paul is basically saying that even though we initially are of the flesh and our sin condemns us to death, Christ came and died for us, leaving us with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who exchanges sin and death with life and peace. And therefore, we are given the opportunity as believers in Christ to have a spirit mindset, all right? To have a mindset of the Spirit. And therefore, we are no longer condemned to sin to a life of sin but we are capable of doing good and doing what God wants we are capable of not only agreeing with God's law but also living God's law because the spirit raised Jesus from the dead then we have also been raised from the dead we have also brought our mortal bodies to life through his spirit because his spirit lives in you and I. Be encouraged that no matter what sin you may be carrying, what shame or guilt, no matter how many mistakes you make, no matter how much you please your flesh, that if the spirit of God lives in you, you are no longer chained down to the desires of the flesh and you are an overcomer through Christ you can beat all the temptations of sin and you can live a life after God's own heart not only agreeing in God's law but living for Christ be blessed Hello there and welcome to Relevant Topics. Today I'm going to be doing a devotional on Psalms 91. I'm going to be reading this devotional out to you. God is personal. In Psalms 91 verse 1, God's word reminds us that the best way to overcome a difficult circumstance is to remember who our God is. In historical context, the psalmist is speaking to Israel in a time of trouble, reminding them that God is with them and he will protect them. In our current moment, it is easy to get distracted when we face stress in our lives, the rising pressure of the moment, or the uncertainty and fears of tomorrow. When this happens, we can, we can forget how big our God is. The God who made the universe is personal and he has revealed himself to us. One of the ways God shows us his character and what he does for his people is through his different names. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 10 tells us, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. In Psalms 91, from the start, the psalmist points us to God's names. He explicitly mentions two names. First, he refers to God as the Most High. And then, secondly, the, the Almighty. A.W. Tozer said, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. When we believe about God, 
What we believe about God is even more crucial when we walk through a hard day, week, or season. Our view of God will determine our relationship with God. And don't, don't miss this. Looking to and relying on our relationship with God is the best way to overcome fears, concerns, and hardships. When we turn to God and trust that He is the Most High, then we can dwell or find shelter experiencing the peace and comfort that only comes from Him. We do not just think about Him, but we pray and experience what only He can give us. When we lift our eyes to our God, who is the Almighty, then we can finally rest in the shadow of His incredible power. Look above the current news, your situation, and the unknowns of the future to the Most High. Remember who our God is, then you will dwell in the shelter of the Most High and rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Father, I come to you seeking safety and rest. Please help me to find these in your presence. Holy Spirit, guard my heart so that as my circumstances may try to trigger sadness, anger, and anxiety within me, you, Lord, will come with your perfect love and take all of this away. When I face difficult situations and issues, please teach me to run to you, to come to you and surrender everything at your feet. For Lord, though we may be heavy laden, we are made free by you for god you loved us so much that you sent your son to die on the cross for our sins therefore we are able to stand freely in hope of eternal life with you god i ask that you will give us rest at times like this when everything is chaotic that you will give us a sound mind and we will be able to find peace in your name, we pray, amen.